Are you ready? Hey, everybody. Hey, folks. Hello, everybody. People in the back. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the inner loop. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the inner loop. Without further ado. Without further ado. Okay, so without further ado, we're going to get started. We should get started. We're yeah. We're going to get started. Welcome, everyone, to a special takeover edition of the Inner Loop Radio. I'm David Keplinger, and I will be your host today. I'm here to talk about inspiration. Wordsworth and Coleridge famously said that poetry is the spontaneous overflow of emotions reflected in tranquility. There are four or five operant words in that phrase, but for me, one of the most important is spontaneous. Yes, overflow. Yes, emotions. Yes, sitting under a tree. All of those things are are the lovely aspects of, of writing a poem. But that sense of the spontaneous comes through for me because the poem has to surprise you before you know that it's happening. It has to arrive before you know that it's even packed its bags and left home. And the best poems that I've written and the best poems that I, I know give me that feeling of an arrival, a welcomed but surprising arrival. So my writing prompt has to do with getting to that place. How do you trick yourself into the spontaneity that Wordsworth and Coleridge were talking about in preface to lyrical ballads? My prompt has to do with taking an idiom and reversing it and making that the title of your poem. So W.S. Merwin wrote a wonderful poem that ends, I believe the last line is, is uh, charity come home begin, which is a reversal of charity begins in the home. So if you do something like that, find a phrase that you like and reorder it or rephrase it or reframe it and make that the title of your poem. You're already engaging the reader in a way that looks familiar, but also seems strange. So my poem is called In the Taking Place. Uh, and it's got to be a poem about aimlessness. That's the second aspect of the prompt. What do I mean by that? I want you to write a poem in tercets with no punctuation until the end of the poem, so ending on a period. And it's got to involve some behavior of aimlessness passed down to you from a previous generation, something that your parents did and which you picked up on, or something that your grandparents did, or something that was common in your community some activity that was inactive, and to just write around that subject. So once again, this is called In the Taking Place, and I'll talk about it a little bit more after I read the poem. In the Taking Place. We might begin by touching the ground, or we might begin by raising a hand to the sky, or we might begin by walking out into the night air and singing a song with hands in pockets, allowing the tune to arise in us as it comes, or we might begin by sitting in the mother's chair, which no one was allowed to sit in for all those years, at the desk with the small doorway built into it. And we might sit in that chair because now it's ours, and 
Remember how the mother came alive at the end of her life, which is not just some story we tell about it. It really happened. She opened from the inside out when she was light enough, more light than skin, and the tree of her vertebra was visible through her clothes, and she said, pointing at the chair, it's worth a lot of money. Now sit down in that chair next to me, she said. And the worry in the eyes was then gone, and her hands were free to fall to their sides, for there was no more work to do in that house, and there was nothing to do but begin to lie back and allow what was going to happen to take place. This poem was a product of a lot of years of studying a moment, which was this incredible transformation that my mother illustrated at the moment that she knew that she was dying. She had a few days left. She knew it. And it was as if some part of her peeled away and what was underneath was just perfect and perfectly happy. And so giving that chair to me in the way that she gave it was a kind of inheritance of perfect happiness. And by happiness here, I think I'm talking about contentment. But one more time, here is the prompt. Take an idiom or phrasal verb and reorder it, like charity, come home, begin. And find a way to frame that in your title. It should be a poem about aimlessness, written in tercets, with no punctuation until the very end, using the line breaks as a form of punctuation. Involving some behavior of aimlessness that was passed down to you from previous generations in the taking place. We might begin by touching the ground, or we might begin by raising a hand to the sky, or we might begin by walking out into the night air and singing a song with hands in pockets, allowing the tune to arise in us as it comes, or we might begin by sitting in the mother's chair, which no one was allowed to sit in for all those years at the desk with the small doorway built into it. And we might sit in that chair because now it's ours and remember how the mother came alive at the end of her life, which is not just some story we tell about it. It really happened like that. She opened from the inside out when she was light enough, more light than skin, and the tree of her vertebra was visible through her clothes, and she said, pointing at the chair, it's worth a lot of money. Now sit down in that chair next to me, she said. And the worry in the eyes was then gone, and her hands were free to fall to their sides, for there was no more work to do in that house, and there was nothing to do but begin to lie back and allow what was going to happen to take place. My writing habits uh, all circle around this, this aim to be spontaneous in the work. I'm not much of an essay writer. I do write essays. I'm certainly not a fiction writer. I, I don't know much about plot. Um, 
I'm interested in science and, and the scientific method, but I would make a terrible scientist because I'm not very good at logically ordering things. And so I just go by my strength. The, the best part of me seems to arise when I'm distracted looking somewhere else. So I always say that the poem tends to come through the window, not through the door. Something's knocking at the door, and it's called iambic pentameter. Something's knocking at the door, or it's called uh, a, a, a poem uh, about love or death. And then while I'm spending my time focusing on that, some wonderful bat-like thing <laughs> comes through the window, and that's my poem. So my writing habits, habits have to do with forgetting that I'm writing a poem in a way. I'm, I'm uh, listening to music. Uh, sometimes uh, the television is on. Um, I'm sitting by a window. There are trees outside. You might hear a dog barking in the distance. It's, it's a, a strange way of distracting myself to remember myself. Thank you all for, for listening. Uh, Interloop Radio will be back next week with a new episode. And uh, remember to subscribe to this channel. I'm David Keplinger. Uh, I can be found at davidkeplingerpoetry.com. I'm a professor of literature at American University. And it's been my pleasure to be with you today.